0: Hello and welcome to Let the Bird Fly, a podcast about living freely in the world given back to us. This is Wade here in the podcast studio, joined by my dear friend and colleague, the Reverend the Doctor Michael Berg, and um, another professor here at the college. Yep, Jason Oakland. That's who,
1: me. Who, by the way, like when when you wear your clericals, you got two options. You got basically black and gray.
0: Oh, he's working right. it today. But he
1: <laughs> has he has gray yeah. slacks, yep. a lighter gray vest, yep. black clergy shirt. A crisp, nice, white, round collar, and then a navy blue coat, and I'm stealing this. And this he, look and is And he good. recently
0: got faded up with his hair, too. He looks yeah.
1: good. Yeah. I'm telling you, he looks good right
0: I now. I told him if I wasn't upset with him
1: Why from you from take last a night picture? that I would have complimented him. Why didn't him? you take pictures of him in this outfit for... <laughs> he
0: was preaching today. I didn't get a chance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, guess what? He went He went all Ferdy in chapel today. Did he? This I, dude... I had, to, I had to go to the he bank. He like, and the so law doesn't it. matter. <laughs> Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Is there a record of that? Verbatim quote. I'm sure it's recorded. Can, yeah. you, can you send that out to a certain group of people? <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I am going
0: to apologize if the volume of my voice changes a lot during this episode. Um, I flew back from somewhere on Monday, and my ears have still not unplugged. They'll unplug for a bit, like one will, and then they plug again, I think, because I have been very congested. And so Michael has been saying I've been yelling, so now I'm really not sure <laughs> if I'm at an appropriate volume or not, so I apologize in advance. Um, we are part of the 1517 Podcasting Network. Encourage you to check that out. Go to 1517.org. Um, with kind of traveling a fair amount lately, driving, flying, trains, etc., uh, I've been listening more um, to podcasts again and audio books. But um, getting back into some of the 1517 Podcasts, uh, <clears throat> um shows and and uh and enjoying them and so i'd encourage you to maybe give some of the others a listen but but always come back here make sure we're your favorite subscribe rate and review us um, on uh, apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast share on social media check out on our youtube channel or you can get it on facebook or twitter the short videos we're making on words uh, that you should know um, Michael and I are planning to do two tomorrow. We've got a lot of great feedback about those. People have said, we really enjoy the videos you and Mike have made. That's a, I've had a lot of people who have said that. Oh,
1: that's good. Remind me
0: to go... Are you purposefully speaking quietly now as part of the no. joke still? Or do I need to turn you up? Just be honest
1: with me. I'm talking in normal... Is he? Yeah, normal okay. volume. Okay. Right. So wait. Remind me um, before I leave today to dress like Jason tomorrow if we're going to be on video. Okay.
0: I think it'd be funny if you actually wore his outfit. (laughs) It might be a little loose on you, but...
1: Might be, yep. Not by much. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, We are doing our third uh, episode now on anthropology. Um, We're talking about anthropology, the study of of man, the human race, um, in light of Genesis, Genesis chapters one through however far we choose to go. I want to at least get to four, get to, get to murder. The first
2: fratter side. Yeah. Yeah. And, um. I think you could make the case even for at least dipping your toe into chapter five.
0: Yeah. Is, um, does he always interrupt like this?
1: No, usually. It's really hard to keep the conversation going. When when you, when you, (laughs) it's, it's, it's kind of like the quarterback of the football team syndrome. Like how come the quarterback of the football team is always good-looking, you know? <laughs> when someone's good-looking and dressed that sharp, you just listen. Okay. I, <laughs> you just listen.
0: I, I apologize to Also, Jason.
1: if he would talk, like, in a British accent, you would be like, oh, man. Yeah. There Don't try getting... that. See, he, oh, yeah. he would actually would no, enjoy that. I was kind of thinking, that. yep.
0: So we're going to be today, we're going to be in Genesis 2. We got a little bit into Genesis 2 last time, but we're going to talk some Genesis 2 stuff. And then Michael has some stuff, too, he wants to hit on that's kind of big-picture Genesis 1 and 2 um, that we can unpack, too. But our... our a particular interest of ours in this is looking at um, simply what is a human being in the light of the scriptures? Um, how does a human being relate vertically with God? How does a human being relate horizontally with neighbor and uh, with creation as they were created to be in Genesis 1 and 2? right? How do they properly flourish as they were created to be? Um, but then also of course, in light of Christ with the promise of Christ after the fall in Genesis 3 um, And so uh, that's especially what we're looking to do here. I'd encourage you to listen to the previous two if you haven't I've enjoyed them um, I think we've brought out some good points and there's probably a lot more that could be done. I'll hopefully give some springboards to people to be thinking about things from these chapters. Um, but with that being said, I have to teach in a while so these episodes, we're like having to be disciplined and stay somewhat reasonably short with these. Mm -hmm. So listeners maybe are enjoying that. Um, So with that, we will get our disclaimer and make our way to the main topic. This
1: show doesn't speak for our churches, our church bodies, or our employers. To be honest, much of the time, it probably doesn't speak for us. We will be thinking out loud a lot. So approach what you hear with a healthy skepticism. Because well, as a responsible resident of planet Earth, that's probably what you should generally do with almost everything. If you find yourself getting too worked up, tune out, look around, and realize you were just listening to a podcast. That's right, a podcast. So go live free, friends, and don't let us get in the way.
0: The heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created, and the day that the Lord God made the heavens and the earth." Bidelium and Onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is the Gihon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of Cush. And the name of the third river is the Tigris, which flows out east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. So out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. And hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. The word of the Lord, that's Genesis chapter 2. We hit a little bit uh, on that already. We did talk about the breath of God and how this relates to how Adam is created out of the ground and God breathes into him. Um, The second episode on anthropology, if you're interested in that, you can find that there. Um, but Genesis 1, then, God sets the stage. He creates everything. Genesis 2, we zoom in and we look at how man is, is placed within um, the garden and all of God's creation um, and what man is meant to be in relation then to Eve, to neighbor, um, as well, this neighbor who is also then going to be uh, his spouse. Um, I will throw it out to you guys there. Um, Michael, do we want to start with a little bit of what you wanted to talk about maybe?
1: Well, my concern has always been throughout this uh, this uh, three-part series is uh, the concept of the image of God and as it relates to the human rights, right? So when you think about the image of God, right, you're thinking about the original righteousness and then the righteousness given back in Christ, and that's a theological sense. But we also understand that... <coughs> um, if you want to say there's a shell if you want to say there however you want to say it. a husk a husk Jason
0: talked about last time, yeah.
1: we we are something different than the squirrels right and and, <laughs> and we if talked you about are, that last time. yes if yes. you are yes if, and 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 yeah. if you do not have the amago dei you are going to have a very difficult time grounding human rights you're not it, it has to be gift language if you're really going to get to uh, a true sense of uh, dignity, and of freedom. So that begs the question then, what are other ways that we primarily look at people? And so this is an anthropological question. What is a human being? Um, a good way to answer it is somebody, a being created in the image of God. Um, I would suggest that there's other things that may be helpful and some that may be actually harmful. And so you start thinking of a list, like this is the Homo sapiens, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Homo Faber, the thing the beings that make things. Uh, we are economics, uh, economic beings. Uh, we build households and and and, uh, and, and build create economies. Um, so there's some good things like we are the types of beings that create things. Um, I think this is good and bad, uh, Homo Justificans, that we are uh, the types of beings that seek to be justified. Uh, the bad part is we seek to justify ourselves rather than. Find it in Christ, but we're still the types of beings that Jesus Christ seeks to justify and does, right? Um, But then you can start expanding that. um, Are we consumers? Are we primarily consumers? This is a legitimate concern. Do I primarily think of myself as uh, an animal? Um, Do I primarily think of myself as a machine? I think athletes do, right? And that affects uh, their relationship with food. which is going to affect their relationship with, with their neighbors in a roundabout way. We can talk about that later if we, get to, if we get to it. But just start thinking about that. Am I a producer? Am I a laborer? Am I, I mean, what, what, what am I, right? And I think where we want to land is amago dei, but then also vocation, right? That then God is going to use us in relationship to neighbor. And so you have those two things, the amago dei, homo justificans, that kind of theological thing, um, but then the the sanctification part is my relationship with my, my neighbor's vocation. So uh, th- there's a lot that that comes with this Genesis one and two, and for me, one of the the questions that's always in my in the in the forefront of my mind since I'm teaching this a lot, you know, mm-hmm. is uh, how do you, how do my students see me and how do they see each other and how do they see their neighbors? Uh, that this has to do with respect, um, you know, I mean, I, I apologize if I brought this up before, but I, I really like to do this in high school, but it works in college, too, in, in any setting. You ask your group of people to agree or disagree with the statement that respect is earned, and almost everybody will raise their hand. And I will say that's a terrible way to go through life, <laughs> right, uh, that you have to earn my respect. I think it's better to go through life. In saying, fact,
0: that's usually like when there's like a video of like a fight or something. <laughs> yeah. Or like on Reddit, like public freak out. Um, that's usually something that people say like before they behave like children or animals is like, you got to show respect to get respect or yeah. respect yeah. is earned. Or, respect, uh, you know, it's all respect right. talk yes, and try to force it. And then they like throw food at each other or they right. get in a fight or they're pulling hair.
1: It's, it's a wage system, an earning system. Wave. No, that's a wage system and earns, unplug your ears, a wage system and earn, earn kind of, uh, you earn something, right? Um, Nothing's giving for free, all this kind of stuff. But that's not the language of the Bible. In fact, you know, I'm trying to think of a passage where, um, you know, Paul sort of mentions like, kind of assume everybody's better than you, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like... Like you go into well,
0: that's Paul's attitude towards yeah. himself again and again. He's chief of sinners. He's you go go into a one abnormally room, as one abnormally born.
1: Go into a room and assume everybody's brilliant, right? <laughs> they may lose your respect, but they shouldn't have to gain it. They shouldn't have to earn it, right? So uh, th- there's a lot of different ways that I think actually changes the way you, for us, teach, right? Like I when I look at my students and I go, oh, that's a football player. You know, he's there. You know, I assume he's a dum dum. No, I'm going to assume that he he actually could be at Harvard. Go
0: ahead and apologize to the football team. Right. Well, (laughs) I have had great football players too. And
1: I have too. And I think, by the way, then I respect them. And uh, I think there's confidence building for, for that student. But it also pulls the rug out from underneath them where they come in assuming, oh, the professor is going to be unrelatable and he's going to think I'm an idiot. And so why even try? Because they've had this guy. Yeah, and I'm going pre- and, and to pretend not to try. I'm going to pretend not to care and not try so that I don't risk failure. I, I think it's just a bad way to go through life. It's a bad way to educate. It's uh, and, and these are the kind of questions that are in the forefront of my mind when I think about Genesis 1 and 2.
0: Yeah, and I think to connect that even more, just be, and maybe to hit on the, the image of God, the Mago Deilo, not to belabor it but because it's such an important thing that the scriptures do, right? That when we, we hear Christ being spoken of, of the image of God in the New Testament, um, we're being told we're being renewed in the image of, of God. Um, we remember also, right, for the Christian, not only does your, your neighbor deserve respect and have dignity because of the imago dei, um, but also because of Christ who is the image of God and is renewing it. He's died for every single last person on this earth. Um, So they're not only created through that first creative word of God as well as their parents, um, but they are uh, objects of mercy from God. Um, They are ones for whom God has given his his blood. And so maybe that's a good way to get at here in chapter 2. This is what chapter 2 is doing. Human beings are special. There is something about human beings. And so other stuff gets mentioned again here, but in the context of how it relates to human beings. Um, the garden is there so Adam can work it. Um, the beasts come so Adam can name them. Um, and mankind, uh, the human race, is then here the crown of creation. And, and maybe at some point, Jason, I can toss that to you and you can talk a little bit about why we say that, what we mean by that, or, or you can ignore that and we won't. But... Um, <laughs> But the human race is then uh, placed into this garden, um, and uh, one of the things we're going to see, Adam is told, um, now how to worship, what is their act of worship, what is their church, Adam is told, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So Luther says this is their church, right? And they did destroy their church, and then they destroy the state because <laughs> they get at odds with each other. Um, but um, Adam is given the command, Eve's not on the scene yet, which... Is maybe good to keep in mind for when we get to Genesis three, and she says the Lord God has said not to eat of the tree nor touch it. Um, we can see that Adam maybe, as they discussed it, they conveyed like to each other like Let's not even Let's not even touch it, right? This is a big deal, yeah. um, and so they took church seriously um, early on. Uh, so this is this command is is given to Adam, but then it's driven home to Adam. Um, that he is a social creature. Um, he is not meant to be alone. Um, he is not meant to be alone before God, um, and he's not meant to be alone before neighbor. At this point, he, he has no neighbor, right? And um, this would sort of been a lonely a lonely time for Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, he, as he's naming these things, it's 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 made apparent to him all these things are coming in pairs. Um, and, and so he's, he sees there's, there's male and there's female. Um, they're coming in, in pairs before him. And he's going to do um, this super, like, very human thing. So the Lord forms every beast of the field, every bird of the heavens, brings them to man to see what he would call them. And whatever he called every living creature, that was its name. I, also, I often think this had to be really fun. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine being the first person to name an elephant? Right. Like, I don't know. I would have had fun with that. Um, But this is something that human beings do. We're creative people. Uh, We also have the gift of reason. We give things names. Now, we could have some fun and get into nominalism and realism, but we won't do that (laughs) here. Um, But we look at things and we classify them. Um, Aristotle would have had a field day with this right Right. but but it's something we do as human beings and we recognize those names have power because those names are words just as god's word was creative so words give us the ability to understand things and communicate about them so adam names all these things and yet he recognizes all of these these things they they all exist and, and they all have um company so to speak and Adam does not, and then God is going to gift Adam with a neighbor who will be a spouse, um, and maybe Jason, I'll throw it to you. If if you, um, since you teach Genesis, is there anything that stands out to you in the way that God creates Eve, in comparison to the way in which God creates Adam?
1: <clears throat>
2: yeah, I would say that uh, there are definitely, you know, differences that are worth noting um in i think we recognize that in both cases god get god gets his hands dirty right you know um in different ways but you know he's involved and he's involved in a uh, a gritty way i think you know one thing that shouldn't be um overlooked in the whole um naming of the animals thing that you know it's just it's just this interesting uh, we would it seems out of order for us, right? Where you have, God says, it's not good for the man to be alone. Number one, that should be a a shocking statement because everything else that God has said is good, 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 very good. And all of a sudden, not good. And you know that should be um, a real shock to the reader, which we kind of don't necessarily catch that. And then, okay, Adam's alone. That's not a good thing. And then, wait, time out. We're gonna bring all the animals through here and huh. uh, start naming these. It's animals. It's like a
0: sandwiching here of yeah. God starts with something and then He's gonna do it, but in yep. between we get this this weird.
2: But also, what a beautiful thing! Because God knows that Adam is alone. God knows that this is not a good thing. Adam is com- is blissful in his ignorance at this point. He's just loving life. He's in the garden. He's doing his work. Mm-hmm. He's naming animals. This is good right. stuff. It's but like
0: going to the zoo. He's yeah
2: yeah yeah, and but through this have an elephant ear. Yeah, right, yeah. Through this, he realizes, though, something that God already knows, right, that that something's missing here. That, And so then now, as God leads him to this, God then meets the need, right, by causing him to fall asleep. Uh, and he takes this piece of Adam, uh, and it's kind of, you know, I mean, we talk about it as a rib, you know. It's it's hard to say, you know, exactly anatomically what, what we're talking about here, but it's clear that it's a piece of from his side, right? Yeah. That that is taken, and then from that is built this woman, right? So it's a piece of Adam, uh, a piece of that which was formed from the ground, a piece of that which God had breathed into the breath of life, uh, and now He builds this uh, woman, which I think is also an interesting thing. And and I've I haven't done an exhaustive search of this myself, but but you know, oftentimes in most creation, um. Accounts or mythologies across there that there's, you know, it's usually just people are created, right? That that then God creates them, and there's two of them.
0: You or know? people don't even. It's not specifically detailed how their creation. Like right. There's just a creation in, in general. Yep. And then he
2: made everything, yeah. and then there were two people there too. Yeah. But or they often,
1: come out of God. Yeah. Or they come out of nature. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: But the the point that I'm going for there is that they are always. It's always as a unit, right? They always come out together where what an interesting thing that God says here, um, that not only that there's a unique creation account to woman, you know, that, that this idea of, um, God creates Adam in one way, but Eve is created in a different way. Um, and takes time. I mean, the Holy spirit chooses to reveal, um, which, you know, he never, uh, of all the things that he didn't choose to share with us. He chooses to share that, mm-hmm. uh, which is just one of those things, I think, too, that speaks to the um, uniqueness between man and woman and the, the you know, how they are corresponding to one another, complementing one another, but also unique and different. Um, and uh, there was kind of one other direction I was thinking I would go, but now I'm kinda I'm kind of, I kind of forgot, but... I don't know, is there is there anything more specific no, that you I, I were looking that, for I with that? No, I think that was very
0: helpful. And I, and I think, um, right, that, and you hit on well, it's not um, that the creation of Adam and Eve are at odds with each other
2: mm-hmm. or that
0: they're ranked.
2: Right, yeah. Um,
0: both, chapter one, will talk of both of being uh, created in the image of God, right, that mm-hmm. the human race is created that way.
2: Oh, um, I, I remember that, what I, I was going to, and this is one where, you know, again, it's not in the biblical account, but, you know this is something that theologians have wrest- uh, have commented on or, or um you know thought was maybe worth thinking about you know the fact that um god chooses this piece from adam's side you know that and, and going back to yeah. the ranking part to say that you know this is something you know um in in the middle there correspond you know they're meant to be alongside of there. you know it's not, not from, from his foot from for his him to foot over her from head, his head you know feet. right but you know at his side yeah. you know to stand beside close to his heart to be loved and cherished and i mean okay you can maybe make too much of that but there's also there's some worthwhile things to stop and pause and think about with that too because um yeah god God, again, did this the way that he did it. And then he also chose to share each of those details with us, you yep. know, and that there's something to that. And it's worth pausing and saying, hmm, what about that thing then?
0: Yeah. No, I think that's very helpful. Um, maybe in connection with this too, we can head on a little bit. So we get um, spoken of here, man and woman. Um Male and female, but specifically man and woman and first uh, on a side note, one of the things that has ruined this account for me with the woman is have you guys ever heard kind of the bad wells wedding sermons where the pastor tells the joke, where Adam saw Eve and goes,
2: "Whoa man <laughs> yeah, I, boy. I've, I've heard uh
0: i've heard it like three times really yeah. yeah
2: i've i've heard uh, different um yeah. I would say different, maybe humorous approaches to that that aren't the most helpful. Yes. Yeah. But.
0: So, um, maybe don't tell that joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but here as we, we have male and female or man and woman spoken of, um, and we live in a, a day and age where there can be a lot of talk about, well, what is meant by man and woman and you get talk of sex or talk of gender and And all of that, um, and lots of stuff that simply would have been completely foreign to Moses in the ancient Mm -hmm. Near East. Um, I would say here, the context when we see man and woman and male and female, and maybe uh, Jason or Michael, you can correct me if I'm wrong, um, is going to be tied to A, their their relationship with each other, that they are complementary to each other. Um, Woman is made for man, man is for woman, right? Their helper, this would maybe be for the side thing. Yep. Um, But also that this is then tied to the be fruitful and multiply.
1: Um,
0: Man and woman relate to each other in a relational fashion, right? Marriage is not simply um, the bearing of children, um, but this first marriage, and notice this was a cheap wedding, right? (laughs) Right. Um, Is at the same time tied to procreation, right? To be fruitful and, and multiply. Um, would there have been, like the Apostle Paul, people with the gift of Paul, before the fall into sin? I don't know. I think that's interesting. You know, mm-hmm. um, Paul says the the kind of the norm, the most common thing will be people marrying. But then he says after the fall, part of the reason is because you want to avoid lust. Right. It's better to marry than to burn with passion. Um, but as man and woman are spoken of here, is going to be in this marital relationship um part of which includes procreation right yes um that this is how they relate um to each other in that way um and then it's interesting right that it's in that relationship with each other procreation through that that the messiah will come Mm -hmm. when we get to the fall and the sin um the very thing that god has said here to do be fruitful and multiply that will still continue as a command. Um, and so Paul can even talk about, well, um, women will be saved through childbearing, and we think of Mary giving birth to Jesus, <clears throat> um, that that procreation is something central to what human beings do. God wants more of them. Um, to Noah's great relief after the flood, God repeats this, be fruitful and multiply, which was gospel to Noah. Yeah. Because the human race had almost been destroyed, right? Um, And so I don't think we need to go in depth there. But but is there maybe something to the best way to understand? Well, what does he mean by man and woman and male and female here? And it is um, in relationship to each other, as we see um, in companionship, um, this complementary relationship they have to each other in the sense of they're they're made for each other. Um, And then in this, be fruitful and multiply, my of um, God's not going into um you know uh eight different um scientific definitions here which they would not have understood.
1: Yeah, I think something to point out too that the two <laughs> become one flesh that it's a it's a soul and body thing, right? Yeah. This is mm-hmm. this is just assumed. Um and that uh the holy trinity is a social God uh, being. I should I, I think I I can say that. Yeah. Um, and that the marital love that he has for his people, people was first, and then he patterned us after that. He patterned us to be social creatures, to be people of words, uh, to be people of love. Um, and, and so I, 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 those are some things that are just sort of implied. Yeah,
0: in Ephesians 5, right? this is what Paul's going to go to to explain the relationship between Christ and his church. And this is always interesting. Sometimes people will talk about, you know, um, well, Jesus was single. And Jesus was, in a sense, single like the Apostle Paul, but not really. The Bible is kind of pretty clear that Jesus had a bride Mm -hmm. and has a bride, (laughs) um, which is the church, right? And even that relationship between Christ and his church, then that's what Paul is going to use this, this relationship between Adam and Eve, between man and woman. This marital relationship is a picture of... Sorry, I talked too much there. I'll let you guys go again if you have more on that.
1: (laughs) No, uh, maybe that, since we talked about... uh wedding sermons. Yeah. <laughs> um, just I, I don't think that the when they were deciding to write the canon down that the Holy Spirit and the Son and the Father got together and were like, oh, these people like to get married in every culture. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I, you know, as a good educator, since that's what the Bible is all about, I'm going to use something they know and going to relate that to, you know, relate that, relate the love, the eternal love that God has for them. something that they would know well i think it's better to think about that this love was first and then yeah so so the interesting question though is is you know we we confess that christ took on flesh to save us but what if there was no saving to be uh there's no salvation needed like Mm that adam and eve didn't fall into sin right would have god become incarnational
0: I think Luther plays with this a little bit, but, yeah. And it wouldn't have been... I'm not going to have an opinion about yeah. that. Right. <laughs> I would say it would not have been an offense. I think this is an no, important thing for us to... it wouldn't have been an offense, yeah. Important thing for us to remember that the the body here, Adam and Eve are created body and soul. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right? Um, and this is for paradise. This is not as if they're created soul, and then there's the fall, and then God's like, now you get bodies. Mm-hmm which would have been kind of the Greek way to kind of think of it. Or is a- matter is ancient as- Near East way too, yeah, a yeah, lot of ways. Or even Hinduism and Buddhism, right? right? We're getting away, most religions, mm-hmm. you're getting away from the body. The body is just kind of dragging you down. Um, our, neither, our body doesn't trump our soul, and our soul does not trump our body. Um, we are both these things. So when if we die before Jesus returns... Um, when our soul, as Ecclesiastes talks about, the spirit returns to be with God, um, we're going to be saying, what do the saints in heaven say? How long, O oh Lord? We're waiting for that great day of the resurrection where we get our body, in our perfect bodies. So not like my 45-year-old body.
1: Christ's glorious body.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are made for that. Um, and so while there is the fall and the sin, and this does definitely impact body and soul, Right. Um, there we are corrupted, which doesn't mean we're entirely bad, um, but just every part of us is capable of sin. Um, this uh, this doesn't um, negate one or the other of what we were created to be. It's still body and soul that are um, that will be that are being redeemed and renewed, um, and that one will, that will be one. Um, in the resurrection. And I think every age kind of the pendulum swings between do they overemphasize body or soul, right? It can go back and forth. Um, Probably, I would say, in the West today, the body is emphasized maybe more than the soul. Uh,
1: But changing, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, But I do think there's, well, and that's where I don't know. I mean, where do you put the brain? Mm-hmm. You know, well, because, question, yeah. because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, um, when we see the shift and some of the shift in postmodernity and with existentialism, that we're kind of self-creating beings, um, we might say, well, that's more soul, but I don't know that it's always soul that's meant. Well,
1: um, it's, it's more that, spiritual. Yeah.
0: Right. And that spirit, sometimes where it gets put, is it's, it's almost like a brain thing. Um, and brain is body. We sometimes forget that too. Well, I think right? there's,
2: I mean, brain as in the organ, right? Is physiological and is body, but the like uh, spirit, or you know, the and the intellect that goes along with it, or the the will that goes along with it, and those type of things. Well, now you're in the realm of soul or spirit mind, or whatever right, you know, right? Mind, whatever you're talking and. You know, to and and there is this, you know, yeah, the, uh, you know, one tends to get overemphasized to the at the expense of the other. And it, we talked about this earlier about that can bring damage and misunderstanding and all of those things. And and I think that's part of the trickiness of when you talk about like brain or mind or these things because there are components, right? There are physiological components, but we f- tend to think of it more so as a. Um, as a soul-spirit type of thing. But primarily, you would think that it's in the soul-spirit type of realm.
0: What's interesting to me with it is that in some of the debates happening, though, almost everyone tries to go to physiology.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, even you know when you have Christians objecting to some things that they see in the culture, um, it'll be like arguments over... Physiology that it kind of comes down to, and perhaps a helpful thing out of such debates is maybe it, it should be a reminder that we are we are something more, um, but that something more um, is not just this kind of nebulous. You know that something more is rooted here in the creative word of God, and I would say in the incarnation of of Christ, and and maybe that would be a helpful place for us to go with some of this too, because it's almost like even Christians surrender, you know, the mind, spirit, soul thing a bit um, in this, and and what we end up treating people. As sometimes is like self conscious or self aware meat
1: mm-hmm. um, which is I would say
0: an animal yeah, and the flip side otherwise is that we treat people as um self care self conscious self aware non meat right like just that, ethereal yep um, and so I am able to just grab at, or
2: L- Lu- luminous beings. Are we not this crude matter type yeah. of thing? Right. That,
0: and, and so, you know, I, I guess, you know, throw it back to this,
2: but I'm just got to yeah. give a shout out to Yoda. So, okay. All right.
0: Yeah. But, um, but that we, that, the Genesis doesn't want us to go either of those directions.
2: Right. Well, and I think you could say too, that the idea that yes, there is this, this side or this part this dimension of us and then there is this other side and yet we're really greater than the sum of our parts right right that you know say well we're we're this or we're that or we're kind of a a weird combination of these two things but but you know again as as a whole person right um it's greater than just this or that or a some odd combination yeah and and
0: we we sometimes um well, here's a good illustration. Sometimes when we talk about a congregation, we'll say it has this many souls,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Okay, that's fine. But I think sometimes we default to like, well, the soul relates to God mm-hmm. and body relates to neighbor, which puts a lot of pressure on the body <laughs> because it's, it's as if my connection to neighbor is just bodily. And then so um, fashion takes on enormous sense. How am I going to present myself posture manners these are all important um but body and soul relate to god Mm -hmm. and body and soul relate to neighbor and maybe this is something that ties to adam and eve's creation as well they're tied to each other as you noted god breathes into adam and then he takes eve from adam's side and maybe that's helpful for us to remember too is that both the horizontal and the vertical relationships are body and soul right it's not um one or or the other i'm not just trying to get my church members souls into heaven i want their bodies there which is why jesus is like pour water on their bodies (laughs) give their bodies bread and wine that is my body and blood lay your hand on their body and absolve them right uh yeah i'll stop with that but
1: no i think it's uh yeah it's so easy to split the two Mm-hmm. Right, It's so easy to split the two in our minds, but the reality is it's actually impossible to do. So. like bone and marrow, someone mm-hmm. said something about yeah. that. And I think what's helpful to me, and, and we're sort of guessing here, we're putting things into our categories, and God's not writing in a categorical way, um, a systematic way when he talks about anthropology. Um, but I think it's helpful to think, okay, So we know that we're embodied souls, right? We got the body-soul distinction. But we actually use quite a few words for that soul thing. Mind, will, desire, emotions, spirit, spirit, all of these kinds of things. And I think it's helpful to say, okay, these are faculties of the soul, right? So emotions, will, those are fairly self-explanatory. The mind, think of intellect. And then I think it's helpful to think of spirit as a when, when, when the Bible talks about mind, it's talking about the soul, but highlighting the intellect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When we talk about <laughs> desire, we're talking about the soul. We're just highlighting desire. So Which, when we, which is really like connected to will. Then, yeah. Yeah. And when we talk about spirit, often, not always, sometimes spirit just means soul or the non-physical entity that, that is who we are. But sometimes spirit is maybe... We're highlighting the, as you said before, we're highlighting the spiritual connection to God, right? But that's not divorced from the body, right? Right.
0: And in fact, the bodily is, body is what often expresses it. There's um, Adam Morton had me read this book this one time. It was really good, uh, religious affect, and it talked about like how animals can be religious. And I'm not saying I agree <laughs> with everything in it, mm-hmm. but you can observe like some animals in the animal kingdom, like. Making almost religious movements or having almost religious postures, mm-hmm. right? Well, my my thought would be we're reading into that as we look at the animal world, but we do. Why would why is it so easy for us to read into that? Because mm-hmm. our body also wants to reverence all creation,
1: it worships you,
0: wants to receive, yeah. yeah.
1: In in a roundabout, not necessarily that a squirrel prays right. that he means something a gorilla else. Probably, I think
0: Harambe pray.
1: Um <laughs> But I, I don't want to go down this road too much. But the Harambee, uh, or the well, that too. But um, <laughs> when certainly we're reading into that, like when when all creation praises God, that's saying I I look and I see beauty, and that gives glory to God. Okay, that's not, not meaning that the squirrel or the primate is going to pray. But we need to be careful here because we are a little bit too flippant about saying the animals can't do that, the animals don't do that, the animals yeah. don't have that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We don't, we we're, we don't we don't know that for sure, right? And I, I believe that every living thing's got something that's not physical in it, except cats. <laughs> they can because it it moves, yeah. right? It's not a rock. And we it's, talked about Ecclesiastes. Talks yeah. about the breath. If, if, if you want to be like only life force and then leave it at that vague thing, that's okay. If you want to talk spirit, I'm not going to throw you under the bus here. And I think that's important because people say, what's the difference between you and the animals? They'll say, well, we have a soul. "Eh, Hold on now. Not not the best answer. (laughs) What you mean is a human soul. Now you have to define what a human soul is. And eventually you try to get them back to the Imago Dei, right? That I'm redeemable um, by God kind of, kind of thing. Um, yeah, just, just, we got to be really careful there because I think we, I think we diminish God's creation a little bit too, when we, when we make it so when we make ourselves so simplistic as machines or animals, but we also, I think, diminish the animals and, and everything that's living here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That, uh, that, I mean, both of, you know, creation praising
2: or creation groaning under the weight of sin and wait, you know, the the redemption side of it too, which, again, is different, but um, is worth, again, noting and not undercutting. And I think, you know, as always, the the thought or the way, um, you know, previous thinkers have said, you know, it's by, they, they pray, the animals praise God by fulfilling their... By getting eaten. Per, well... Uh, And to some degree, you know, to full, to being what God had created them to be, you know, and which granted some of them, that's one of their main purposes, you know, is that, you know, but.
1: Which um, we've never, I don't think we'll ever tackle this, but like the ethics of hunting. It's actually an interesting question. Like, um, you know, certain things have their fulfillment in their sacrifice to somebody else. Right. Uh, But at the same time, you know, don't kill Cecil.
0: So, and, and maybe, and we can hit on this more next time, but I just want to get it out there. I have a note maybe to come back to. Man's not made to be alone, right? Um, man and woman are given to each other. But then also it says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother, which is another relationship. And that doesn't mean leave like, all right, get old and die on your own, right? But <laughs> as the primary relationship, that, the primary Human
1: relationship. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I don't want to get evangelicals right. You, you, know, have, man you, have
1: move, you have moved from the icon of God the Father and you're the child now to the, to the icon that God is the husband and you are the bride. Yeah, yeah. and and that
0: this once again is um, these relationships are um, whole person relationships and they're gift. And one of the consequences of the fall into sin is going to be Adam and Eve are woefully alone, and I would argue that Cain and killing Abel is very alone. Mm-hmm. Right? He feels like he stands alone, um, and and that part of what Christ does in redeeming us—and I don't want to get like way twentieth century—you know—some of the theologians went a bit far with this um, with community. But part of what Christ does is He does restore us to community, right? To ecclesia. What do we get? We get brothers and sisters. Um, we become a bride of Christ. Um, we're restored as icons, as, as Mike mentioned, as children or, or fathers and mothers, as husband and wife. Um, but maybe something we can talk a little bit with with chapter 3 is loneliness, because we hear um, often now that in the 21st century we have an, an epidemic of loneliness um, I think we are raising our kids to be very lonely.
1: Um, we we'll call it independent.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so um, maybe that, if if we're looking at one and two and saying, what is human flourishing? And part of what God says is we're not made to be alone, and he places us into relationship. Um, maybe with Chapter 3, uh, something to talk about is loneliness yeah. and how this impacts us um, and how this impacts um, distorts our own view of ourselves, right? Being cut off from others confuses us about ourselves. If I'm spending all my time in home in front of screens, my understanding of myself is going to be very warped. Either I'm going to be way too hard on myself or I'm going to be way too easy on myself, which hmm. is, you know, you get the keyboard warriors. <laughs> you know, um, they can come out of that too. Um, but maybe that's worth revisiting. Does that sound... Yeah, and then yeah. maybe
1: we could we could then talk about how how what develops is different ways that you primarily think of a human being like a consumer like a producer yep. like an animal like a machine yep and this after is the fall of the sun. and
0: know. I would especially like us to think of especially since technology has taken off how we think of ourselves as human beings through the light of the technology we use so that even you mentioned computer right we'll talk about our wiring yeah so yeah. I, or like our almost like we operate on certain hardware. Yeah. Um, yep. and you know, even you get to the twentieth century before computers and what are you gonna have? re education camps, you know, or <laughs> like the, 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 the spirit of the age of the technology, how we do anthropology through that.
1: And and actually affects science quite a bit too. Yep, so for sure. uh, you know, in the ancient world, uh, you were it was you talked a lot about fluids. Yeah, you were, yep. you were, we were hydro machines, yep, right? Yep. And then uh, we're animals, machines, and now we're computers. And there's some good articles about saying we think of DNA and information in the computer age as the primary thing of a human being. Yep. And scientifically, that may not be accurate. Yep. And how much did our time and our era and our culture lead us to be attracted yeah. to that way of thinking That was just a coder yeah or the computer <laughs> right or the computer uh, the brain being either uh a- only electrical or just a um a computer that kind of thing boy there's we we've they can be helpful in yep. understanding things but there's there's always gaps and that's true of the ancient world the medieval world the modern world and yep. going forward so yeah. it's kind of an interesting thing that ha- this has ramifications for our relationships for our worship for our communities for our churches but also for scientific endeavors i think
0: sound good Good. Sounds good all right well i'm gonna get ready to go to class uh we hope you've enjoyed this please stay tuned in continue with us as we work through anthropology uh if you haven't rate review subscribe all that great stuff Um, but most importantly let the bird fly
1: I'm drunk, I'm just a dinker. I set him up another round. I set him up another round. I set him up another round. One And I said, honey, honey, I don't care what the people are thinking, I'm not drunk, I'm just drinking, I said, I'm another round, I said, i another round, I said, am another round, one more. Oh,